Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Shadow fam. This is Catherine McNamara. We love being your host for Return to the Shadows, reliving old memories, and going back to the good old days of Shadowhunters. So we're excited to share a very special announcement. We are teaming up with Moment for an exciting live episode of the podcast. It will have all of your favorite things, BTS stories, Clay lore, and of course, Dom and me. Nothing mundane, we promise. And the best part is there will be a live chat for some Q&A, some games, and more. By the angel, we can't wait. Tickets are on sale now at moment.co slash return to the shadows. See you March 22nd. doing this is this is terrifying to see the three of us here i'm nervous are you i don't terrified? know what to make of are it. you terrified look at my hair this morning i'm like goodness i was just about to say you're letting it grow out i'm into it i like it i'm totally i, like I feel like i feel like a very 90s right now with some sort of middle part you know but yeah you've got a you've got an nsync thing going on <laughs> hey middle parts are are perfectly valid that's what the kids are doing again what are they doing? The middle part. Oh, I've the middle seen. Oh, part. trust me. I'm very, I'm very in in touch with the. Are you Are you the, on uh, fleek, the, Matt? The community. I know about the younger kids these days. I know what they say, and I know their oh, hairstyles. And I'm very impressed by a lot of the work. It's they're very doing. British. It's a very British thing. They're all at the gym. I, we, I literally just got back from the gym, and all of them have that center part, but like dead straight, like the David Beckham and thing. And the stuff like that the goes young... down to here, and then uh-huh. and then it goes like this. Like mm-hmm. a goes off up. the top of the head. Have you seen it, Kat? But like shaved everywhere else. It's like a reverse mullet. It's mental. No, that sounds terrifying. It, yeah, it's wild. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's the style, you know? We're just we're just out of touch because of our... I think we're out of touch, yeah. yeah. If age. we were filming Shadowhunters now, now, that's what it would all look like. It would be the, oh, the duck bill you know? swoop. Could you imagine? 
<laughs> I'd have a middle part. You guys would have yeah. all these flips and flips and shit. Oh my lord! Yeah, it'd be a different show. Oh no, we would look so different. Well, Dom and I were talking about this the other day because we were looking back at some of the fashion and some of the stuff, and the of number chokers. of chokers that Emerald and I wear in the show the is insane. Chokers. Yeah. Those are very in right now. Are they? Have they come back again? They've come Has back. It been that long? Yeah. Oh my lord. <laughs> You don't know. You don't know. know. But I, I might. Here's the thing: is that if I declare it's true, and it happens, sorry. Okay, That's let's true. get started. That's true. Wait, I'm eating peanuts, and I just want two more, and then you can start. All okay. right. Well, while while you eat peanuts, I'm just gonna start this off and just say, welcome back to Return to the Shadows. Today, Dom and I, I think, are beyond excited because we have not only one of the most special people in the world of Shadowhunters, but one of our favorite people. The one, the only, Alec Lightwood, Matthew Daddario. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Kat. That was a lovely introduction. I feel honored. I'm a little disappointed, actually. I thought we were having Alberto back on. That's so I, oh. I've been hoodwinked. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way Don, I got Dom here. Is that how you want to start this today, Dom? You want to go from there? <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, we can start Uh-oh. I was yeah. going to lean yeah. into it a little bit. No, you know, no, let's but... start, with this, start as we mean to go on. I'm into it. Yeah, Angels, just to let you all know, this is just a little peek into what actually went down on the Shadowhunter set. <laughs> just utter no, shenanigans even, all the time. Know. You don't, you don't, know don't know even know. You don't, you don't know. even know. You don't know. It was chaos. It was The yeah. show was canceled because of us. That's the real truth. They just couldn't take us anymore. <laughs> We're finally telling them. Wow, the guys. Truth is, it was us. It was, our, it was our misbehavior and our constant, unrelenting aggression toward each other. It was, it was me. Mm. Spiteful, hateful, even Hulu- hooliganism is what it really was. I almost said hula hooliganism. Yeah, yeah, but it's hooliganism. Hula hoop it? Really is hula hoop. Hula- was there a hula hoop on set that I missed? Hula- that would have been. That makes me so sad. Oh, man, now I'm stuck on that word. Hoolahoopalism. All right, so what are we dealing with today? What are we talking about? And what's well, the deal? Did, is that the you. full introduction? Do you need more things? Is this is this the extent of what no. you guys do? This is pretty much this is yeah. What we do it's, we just dude, ramble? It's literally, it's, great. it's exactly like a convention. It, that's yeah. all it is. We just have microphones. Oh wait, we yeah. have microphones at conventions as well. It's very Sometimes, similar to a always. convention, except I'm on a chair yeah. that I like. It's I will true. tell and you I'm on this, the floor. dude. This is mental. I have this stool right in front of me, which is what I use for auditions. It's really uncomfortable, and for the first. Not kidding, 50 episodes of this show, that's what I sat on. And I was uncomfortable the whole time. And then I realized that I could just turn this from my living room directly into this space. I mean, what a revelation, Matt. You know, it's just breaking news. Dom turned a chair and now mm-hmm. he's comfortable. I took some, so it took it's, some it's time. It's very impressive that you figured that out. It's these kind of, it's these kind of really, this, this, this genius, this display of genius is, is really yeah. what I miss. You would love this um, chair. You're making fun, but you would love this chair. I bought this chair and mm. I went, Matt would love this. And I got a, a discount and I know you'd love that. Have well. I ever shown an interest in, in comfortable chairs? Is that something that I'm, I'm sort of, you, you believe about? Yeah, you had a like... hammock. You lived in a hammock for like the first two years of filming the show. Okay. Okay. We'll get a to hammock, the hammock. A hammock, we'll just to, to be hammock. clear though, you wanted to, just, as long as, okay, well, listen, a hammock. <laughs> It's quite different from a chair. These are two very different things. And if you're going to say that you know me so well. Okay. You know what? This is what we're doing. I'm going to show you how to look. Tom, I don't, think you want, I don't think you want to be at that angle. Now it's like a hammock. Tell me this is I don't think like you want to be at that angle. I really don't. I don't care. I don't. Okay. Well, I'll do you're this. Just, yeah, you're just crotch first into the, into the microphone. How dignified. Tell me this isn't like a hammock now. All right. Oh, hmm? dear. Tell so, me this isn't well, like a hammock. I'm so far okay. away from my microphone. You're just, yeah, you're just crotch first into the, into the microphone. 
All right. Oh, dear. So, well, while Dom is in Give his Give me some hammock, structure right talk. now. We need structure. This yeah. is, Matt, this is as much structure as we get on this show. So, mm-hmm. welcome. Matt, let's talk a little bit about you because obviously so many of these folks have seen you on the show. They adore you as we do. But let's let's talk about you. Let's talk about Matt. The Matt up until Shadowhunters. So you were you were born and raised in New York City. Maybe. Maybe. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly born and raised in New York this City. It's already a nightmare. We're all from places. And I'm from <laughs> New York City, is what you're saying. And I think that mm-hmm. I sound like somebody from New York City. You do. But that's all you've got. That's all the proof you've got. So continue. What else about me? Tell me more about me. I want to know. Tell you more about you. Uh, You went to Indiana University. Actually, Matt, you and I have the same university degree, which is very interesting. Yes. Is that true? Yeah. Like you graduated with a degree. Yes. What did you you study? study? Mine or yours? Well, it's the same. My my official degree is I majored in either finance Mm -hmm. and then economics as a was a minor or it was uh, economics, business economics and public policy, I believe. Okay. Well, I didn't have the public policy part, but mine <laughs> was also a bachelor of science. That was just thrown on there. Public, what is even public policy? Cause. Business economics, public policy. What does Why it even not? really mean, you know? Whatever yeah. you want it to mean, Matt. But exactly. it's a it's a bachelor of science in business administration, you know? That's what, we, that's what we did. I should be running. I, I'm supposed to be. I was designed By robots. to run public policy. <laughs> robots. Robots you know, designed one of, the things, you, right? one of the problems we had in Shadowhunters, we had a problem in, in, in Shadowhunters, and I want to discuss this. It's a very serious problem. Tell us more. It was something that was never brought up, and I think because there's just a, a sort of a innate hatred mm. on that set for robots. For and robots. I think the reason is robots. no robots. You think mm-hmm. you have all this technology, and I know a lot of there's a lot of sort of magical elements at play here, but mm-hmm. we never built a robot. And if mm-hmm. you thought about it, you know, even just a robot, one of those like vacuum robots that goes through, no, right? No, no, we had a Roomba. No. Dom had a Roomba. Do you remember yeah. Rancor? Yeah, Rancor I remember Rancor. Roomba? And then I, since, since the show, you remember Rancor, mm-hmm. the little robot mm-hmm. that used to eat my curtains yeah, all the time? Yeah, yeah. He was a nightmare. Yeah. And then I threw him out <laughs> and then I I said, okay, I'm going to get a Rancor too. And I got a yeah. Rancor too when Why? I was in LA. He was a nightmare as well. He would yeah. clean one spot of my, <laughs> of my house. And it was only exactly where my feet were. And I tested it. Like, this is what happens when, when actors in between jobs, so you're unemployed, you play video games, and you do stupid shit like this. A lot of free time, right? So I would walk around the house with a cup of tea and see if it followed me. And it used to follow me around like a puppy. It was the weirdest thing. And it was so on- really the cute. only trail around my house that would get clean is exactly where I'm standing. It was mental. See, so now, that Dom, well. Dom, 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 you d- this thing happened to you and you don't realize that that's the first step towards sentience. This thing was searching it is. for love, for care. Right. It was like a, mm-hmm. a small duckling following its mother. It was, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't <laughs> it put imprinted this together. on you. Yeah, it imprinted on you. Very good cat. That mm. sounds like No, a- I did. That's why I threw them oh, out. That's why I threw it out. I 100% put this together. This is how Maximum Overdrive started and Terminator ah. and like, 18 okay. other robot movies. There's no yeah. way I was having that in my house. I actually it, sent it okay. to you. But wait, if you threw it out or sent it to someone else, didn't you anger it further? No, no, yeah, no. That's why I what sent he it did to was he, he, no, he killed it. He killed yeah, yeah, a killed living it. sentient being. Uh, the, probably Mm-mm. the first example of a robot becoming sentient. He killed it. Now, this is the thing is I think yeah. that this is actually better than how the shadow hunters would have handled it. You, you see, what mm. we would have done in the shadow hunter world, we would have said, okay, well, look at this potential menace here. You know what we should do is, uh, I don't know, nothing. Just see what see how it plays out. <laughs> yeah, just like because see what happens. if you, yeah. if you've never watched right, right. the show, Bird anyone who's listening to this, one of the things the Shadowhunters were very good at was uh, ignoring 
mm. realistic and obvious threats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, if, and sometimes even inviting them in. Sometimes yeah. even creating those threats uh, entirely by their own sort of will. Yes. And, and Kat's character, Clary, was especially talented at this. Well remembered. I was unsure if you were going to remember all the character names. You've got the lead. So that's a good start. I'm very proud of you. Well, who did I play? You know, I, I did my research. Dom played. <laughs> if you say Jason, Jace. I'm going to fly Jace. to Minneapolis Jace. and punch Jace. you in the face. Jace. Or wherever the, wherever Jace. you live. Jace. Good. Very good. Jace. Yeah, What's Jace. Jace short for? Because he's got little legs. <laughs> what? This is me. <laughs> this is me sober. Like entirely sober. <laughs> I haven't had a sip of alcohol. Oh, that might be that, that like might be top five joke, stupidest Dom. things I've ever said in my entire life. That okay. was that was almost a me joke. Are you okay? Because he has little legs. You do, what do you mean you don't understand? What's he short for? Like, what's the reason for like him the, being short, is short? Is the joke? Because his why legs is he are short? Because he's got little legs. Not what is Jay short for? His full name. Yeah, dumb. Mm. Yeah. Okay. To, well, okay. if anyone else there it's, is a dumb dumb mm-hmm. like Matty and didn't understand the joke, I just gave you a play by play explanation of exactly why that's funny. I understand it. And I thought actually it was very funny. And I'm just, I'm very sore about it because it, it made me chuckle, but I didn't want it to. <laughs> okay. Well, Matt, we're very sorry for forcing uh, humor upon you yeah. this morning. Um, but back to back to the structure of the show. This is half of my job on this podcast. Yeah, um, no, tell I us don't a little like bit structure. about, you know, now you're an actor, you're a producer, you've directed things, you're you're doing, you're writing things. You're so involved in this industry, but that's not what you went to school for. So is that always where you wanted to go or what brought you kind of into this world that then brought you to Shadowhunters? Oh, okay. Uh, here's, all right, fine. Here, I'll give you a little uh, sincerity for a moment, which I, I do not promise will continue. I think that I was reading something recently. Uh, this man was asking a question. He said that he wanted to, uh, he wanted to be an artist and he, he, he doesn't like his job and he wants to be an artist. And, he says, somebody asked him, what specifically is it that you want to do? What do you want to create? You, art is kind of a broad subject, right? And he's like, I, I just want to create stuff. I just want to feel creative. And I want to be an artist. And it's kind of an interesting thought because you could sort of reject that very aggressively and say, well, that's, that's silly. Different forms of art require different sort of skills and different educations and whatever else. And in his case, it wasn't really like that. It was like, I don't really care how good it is at first. I want to get better at it and I want to learn to create things. And I think that in the case of when, when you're an actor, when you're in this industry in general, you are so exposed to all the parts of it that they start to sort of meld together. And especially when you're on a show like Shadowhunters for a long time, you're exposed to all areas of that business. It doesn't make you good at the other ones, but it does expose you to them and you see their value and you see how you might want to take part in those other areas. And eventually when it comes down to it, and I think this is something that's said a lot, maybe oversaid, is that you want to tell stories and you want to you want to create something artistic, for lack of a better word there. I don't really know what else to say. You want to create something, an art, you want to create a story. You want to you want to tell people a story that they find interesting. And I think that you can sometimes do that through acting, but other times you might have to make things. You have to maybe write things. And uh, if they're not good, then they don't get made. And that's okay, you know, but at least you're doing it. And as uh, Dom said, sometimes if you're an actor, you have a lot of free time. And you can spend that time twiddling your thumbs and, and uh, you know, sitting out in the fields 
which would be really cool, actually, to sit out in the grass all day and just wait for the next phone call. It's quite therapeutic. It is, except if you did it, you know, nine hours a day, it's not really a good use of your time and probably get boring unless you're really chill. I'm not. So I uh, do other things. And uh, as I've been doing them over these years, I think I've been getting better at them and I'm actually really starting to enjoy it. You said you weren't going to eat any more peanuts. I'm going to, though. That was such, I was a really eloquently beautiful story and you finished it by breaking your one rule for the podcast. It wasn't that beautiful. I was I'm not saying, saying his one rule in, in life is not sweet peanuts. That doesn't make wonderful. any sense. It was, yeah, it was very sincere. Was very nice, Thank it was nice. You. If I'm honest, I was waiting for a punchline the whole time. You had it's mischief true. written all over your face, like all yeah, over your face. But I think I we've just forgotten. Me. That's just Matt. You it's know? difficult to tell sometimes. What yeah. is it that, yeah, well, you know, you guys are both uh, actors. But yeah. I yeah. know that I know that both of you like to tell kind of story. I know that you guys actually really like this whole uh, movie and TV thing. Mm. Yeah. Do you have yeah. any aspirations beyond acting? Or are you? Do you just? Yeah, want I want to be a space as... cowboy. <laughs> but okay, you then. could act as a space cowboy. That's no, no, true. I want to be a space cowboy. Yeah, but that's a that's a different. That's not really art, is it? Or is everything art? Everything depends on art. how you do it. You know. Anything can be if art. If science is art, then I would say everything's art. I could argue science is art. You know what? I'm just going to accept that. That's like it's like when somebody says something really just succinct like that. Science mm-hmm. is art, so everything is art. And you know what? I'm not going to even read into what that means because I don't even know what that means. But I, I don't unpack it. You can feel what I, that I means. I don't, but I think it, you can feel. That's a great saying also. You can yeah. feel what that means. What does that mm-hmm. mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I like I like it because it's vague. Doesn't really say anything, and it accomplishes this task, which is to basically tell Matt to, to stop talking and move on <laughs> to the next point. So uh, I, I can That's feel what you mean right now. Okay. You can you feel know. what I mean. So tell me about That's tell me about point. when I when I first showed up on set. I want to know. When did we lose control know, here? When did this happen? I want you to tell me how <laughs> no, you no, felt. No, no, just let it happen. Just, I want you to happen. tell me how just you felt upon first seeing me. I want you to describe okay. your level of it's, elation. Um, so well. <laughs> Uh, my first thought, because I had just landed and all of y'all were there already, and mm. you whisked me away to dinner, and I met you, and my first thought was tall. <laughs> tall? Yeah. That's, Literally, my uh, first thought. So many more adjectives uh, that could have been used to describe Matt, but you I know, were tall. I know, but that was so right clear. It was my first thought. I was like, wow, this man is tall. But, which I, I is true. accept that as a which that's, is true. That's accurate. But then, and, yeah. but then I could tell because you, you, like, you know, you take some time to get to know people, generally speaking. And I could tell, I was mm. like, there's more to this man. This will be fun. Than than just I have, tall. I, I have I have layers. <laughs> I have yes. depth, yeah. and then there was nothing. Nothing came from that. Well, yeah, no, no it really lots is came just from tall, that. Actually. It just that's, you oh, know, where, seven years later, lots came from yeah. that man. No, I would say seven years later, tall is how I describe him. When people ask, like, <laughs> what's he like? What was it like working with him for that many years? Tall. I say, oh, he's tall. Tall. Okay, I accept this, and I think that makes a lot of sense. I think tall. And layered is what you said. A lot of depth. You said a uh, very interesting and fascinating person. You said all no, that. Said and that. Dom, what's uh, what's your opinion? Uh, about My opinion that? was um, so we. I I was there first, so I sort of heard the casting announcements coming in, um, and that sensation of you know when you're about to have a heart attack. <laughs> no, Dom, Dom. And it's just Dom. dread, like dread, full dread, like the world is coming fear, to an end. Like being fear. on a first date like, with somebody and you see them and they're just amazing. And this is No, fear. like being it's on a first date with someone and they turn up and they're the epitome of your worst enemy. And you're like, oh no, everyone said this was going to happen, but I ignored them and I'm here anyway. Um, and then I spent four years making the best of it. 
you know, it's like the beginning of every great film uh, mm. about two buddies. You start mm. off hating each other, and then over time, you grow. One yeah, of you grows like and becomes a more mature, impressive person, a yeah. more mature, capable individual. And eventually, that mm -hmm. person is up to the standards of the other person, and they become friends. So in my yeah. analogy, Aliens, obviously, maybe the best coming-of-age buddy story. Um, you implanted an egg in me? No, I'm saying you're the queen. I would think you're the queen. <laughs> I'm I'm the queen, the queen. monster. I think you're the queen monster, yeah. I put, the, I put the egg into you, and then no, I burst that, out of your... That. She never does that. The queen never does that. The queen lays the eggs. We need to watch Aliens again, man. I also, I was seeing myself as Sigourney Weaver or Newt. You, you, you I mean, that is an outrageous, Sigourney Weaver is a, is a legendary, Goddess, I can't, yeah. you, it's mm -hmm. just, honestly, it's just outrageous for you to make that claim. But I actually, you know what, you do give me Sigourney vibes sometimes. Yeah, that's yeah, you're, a you're hell powerful, of a you're strong, you're independent, mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. capable. Kat, mm -hmm. you also give me Sigourney vibes sometimes. Although, I think Sigourney's quite tall. Yes, I'm quite sure. I am but weak. But we like bit weak. Hey girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All 
these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk a little bit about the casting process. So when did you, mm-hmm. were you aware of the, of the books? Had you read them? Had you seen the film? When you first got this in your inbox, what what were your initial thoughts? Your casting story is my favorite of all of them. Give it, give it to the people, Matt. Just okay, fine. I'll, I'll throw, I'll throw a bone here. Okay, so uh, the story is previously an audition for the film. Uh, years before, that was my first exposure to this, and I auditioned for Jace, I believe, at the time. Um, I wasn't right for the role because um, I wasn't a stupid idiot. But then <laughs> I. But then I, uh, then I eventually got this audition for the TV show version, and they auditioned me for Alec. Maybe they auditioned me for Jace first. Now I don't even remember. This is so long ago, guys. You have to understand the, the years just yeah. they keep flying by. Well, this and, was uh, it, like it was almost eight years ago that we were auditioning. Yeah. Is it really just that? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was well, yeah. It was almost <laughs> in like a anyway, month or two. I, I go in. I do the audition in New York. I get a phone call. They tell me you got to go to LA for the audition in front of. The, the the big wigs or whatever and you walk into a room wigs. lots of people in this in this big dark room and you do your thing and then you leave and then the next morning they call me and they say you're doing this uh you're doing this show and i go oh great that's awesome and they said you have to make a twitter account or instagram or social media accounts uh and you have to like make them open and i'm like well that sounds like like fun social media is is a is a great thing that everybody likes and has never harmed anyone or society as a whole so I love that. And I get to the airport, I get on a plane and then I get off the uh, plane. And I remember that uh, my phone wasn't really working because it was just, you have to turn off notifications. So the show was very big from the get go. And I learned that. So then I had to dive into it. So casting wise, actually the part that I find more interesting, and I think this is true for lots of TV shows and when people get cast and things is that you generally get cast, you're excited, then you go to work, you know, and then you hope. You hope, you hope, you say, okay, mm-hmm. how is this going to be received? Is this going to go in a direction that's going to continue? Are people going to like me? Are people going to like this? Uh, we didn't have that experience at all. And I, mm-hmm. I don't really know how to describe exactly what it was <laughs> like. It was every single day was like people telling you, you're going to do great. We're really proud of you. And then other people questioning, you know, mm-hmm. cautiously optimistic. And then uh, they release some information or release some footage and people go crazy and you're like, wow, is this going to be big when it releases? And then it comes out and people are enthusiastic. So it was just sort of a general positivity from day one to the end. And that was, it was kind of strange. There was no, oh, I'm off filming quietly. It was like from the beginning, it's like we've already released. So that was a sort of unique experience. You're right. Actually. Yeah. We had, nobody's really touched on that yet, that from the beginning, 
it already felt like a success. Even if we'd only done that first season, it already felt like a success. Because normally, as Matt was saying, with any other TV show or movie that doesn't have like a solidified fan base, so it's not a sequel or it's not based on something or whatever, you do try something and you go, fingers crossed, like let's hope that people like this because we have truly no idea. You have no idea how this is going to land with an audience. And you can test audiences, you can see what's going on socially, you can try and sort of figure out and second guess things but sometimes that just doesn't work and it's just not the case which is really interesting see yeah i mean there's there's all kinds of great shows that that go unnoticed Mm -hmm. you know sometimes they get noticed later on or they get canceled who knows and you're like what i do wrong on to the next one and this never really (laughs) felt like that this was uh this was a very different uh, i mean more than shows getting canceled like there are so many pilots that happen that could have turned yeah. into great shows and never evolved past mm. that stage. There are so many exactly. scripts out there that don't ever get made, that that are genius, that are brilliant, but they never get to that yeah, stage. The, the, the best movie ever made is sitting on a on a desk somewhere in, on, mm-hmm. in paper. And yeah, sitting exactly. on a hard drive. That's, it's just how it is. Yeah, on my right, desk. Sitting on, on your desk. desk. I mean, I... <laughs> That's anyway. some real LA nonsense right there. <laughs> um, but no, but you're right, Matt. We were really lucky because we had this kind of microcosm of being released into the world in little bits and pieces with a fandom Mm. that was so excited and a fandom that was had had the books and the film but they were still ready to be open to something new and that's you know the yes there was some questioning and yes there's you know people wanted it to be done well and were, were cautiously optimistic but largely pretty open to to us at coming in and kind of taking over the story that they loved so much it was almost universally positive I yeah. didn't see yeah. any negativity. I was just was googling actually, what microcosm nice. meant. <laughs> chasm, I almost misspelt it, like and it, came, it was chasm. very close to coming up with a whole bunch of different results. That would be interesting. Oh, you know what? See, it chasms. Uh, yeah. You ever been to Mount Everest? No, yeah. have you? No, I haven't. I went to the top. Yeah, but... I took your flag off the top. Actually, I went right after you. Oh, you did. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> you get rid of Matt's rid of stamp here. Yeah. I, I was thinking that uh, the Shadowhunters maybe should have spent more time in obscure or outrageous locations. We spent a lot of time in New York. I know that was our jurisdiction. Uh, mm. And I know that we're, and sometimes we would, you know, kick on out to other places. But uh, mm. I really think, think uh, one of the things would have been great is if we had gone to all kinds of bizarre locations. You know, that we really... to hell, right? Yeah. Yeah, but that's and more of a metaphorical realm. place. And, uh, and the Sealy Realm again. Interdimensional just, travel is not quite. We went to Prague. Are they dimensions or are they realms? What's no, the hell was a hell is it's a, a realm. Place. It's a realm. It's a realm. What what is a realm? Is a realm like uh, is the ocean a realm? No, I think it's just an adjacent plane of existence. It's a different wait. Di- same plane of existence. Same it's an dimension. Adjacent, it's an adjacent plane of existence. So I wouldn't necessarily adjacent. say it's another dimension, but I would mm-hmm. say it's. Well, then, what's the difference between a yeah. dimension it's and a realm? Existing within the same universe at a different adjacent. I think this is okay. You know, there's somebody who could answer this for us. I'm sure. So let me just hop on to you know Reddit or something and just ask that question. Sweet. And I'm sure somebody will give me an answer. So I'll get back to awesome. you guys later about that. Cool. But in the meantime, awesome. this is what we missed. This is it. This used this to happen it. on this set. This is the Matt Dario special. And we've oh, spoken about this. this a whole bunch. I've we've spoken about this so a whole much. bunch. We've talked do? about our round table a lot, which is it's actually a really lovely thing to have and doesn't happen particularly frequently on a TV set. Like the round table they gave for us, and we'd all sit around it and have snacks and like chat in between scenes. And uh, yeah, really you, nice. you will go off on some ludicrous tangent like we just have. What's the difference between a, a dimension and a realm? Did we have realms? Is the moon just the back of the sun? Nobody knows. 
So then you would get into that and go. I think people know that one, Don. I'm going to Google. Do they? Shut it. Then you would go, I'm no. going to Google this. And I'm going to figure out the real answer. And then we would move on to whatever the next facet of conversation is. And you would come back like eight or nine minutes later and be like, oh, this is fascinating. Oh, God, this I, is I, I think it's weird that you're calling these things tangents, right? But yeah. uh, it's just knowledge. So it's not really a tangent. And in this it's, case, it's I, no, I need to make very clear. Mm -hmm. Actors between scenes are sometimes extremely bored. Not all the mm -hmm. time. Sometimes it can be like nonstop work where mm -hmm. there's no escape from it. But other times you are uh, sitting there and you're going to read stuff or you can talk mm -hmm. to each other. Uh, you can stare at your phone and press buttons. Who the heck knows what you're going to do? But when you have a... When you have enough time around uh, other people, uh, you can't just listen to people speculate all the time. You got to sometimes, you know, solve the the, the Back, question at hand, and and, and then true. that also opens up new questions, which I yeah. think is really great. I mean, we can speculate all day about all kinds of things. I think it's great, for example, when people speculate about the show. I think it almost brings new life to it. It's more fun when somebody can uh, can can talk about what if. You know, what yeah. if we had done? What if we had gone to Mount Everest? Which was my original question, which you guys just you, you steamrolled me. Well done. Well done for bringing us back. Good job. It's true. Okay. Well done. Get you I back on track it. here. That's your, your primary. So anyway, you guys have never been to, to Mount Everest as people, right? No. But uh, it seems like it's very high up. Uh, have you heard mm. about this? Yes. Mm -hmm. it's, it so is Mount a, Everest it's is the tallest is, mountain in the world. It's the tallest mountain on earth, they say. Yep. Yep. And, uh, it's the tallest place on earth, isn't it? Yes. Well, what about the, what about the sky? Is the sky a place? Is that a realm? Well, clouds are a place. What are we, all the clouds? Is a realm? Oh, different dear. levels? You see? Okay. The cloud realm. Mount Everest. Mount Everest should have been a place when there should have been demons inside the mountain. Okay. Okay, because like if you think about it, is hell inside the earth? Like like uh, Lord of the Rings, like the dwarves. Like they have their own little, their minds. They have minds in the thing. The mines of Moria. Mines of Moria. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Wouldn't I think that be the, not our jurisdiction? You see, now this gets down to the question. This is a, one of the serious problems with Shadow Hunters was that mm -hmm. our our jurisdiction was actually quite limited, and yeah. uh, we yeah. really were just sort of it, we're really part of a an organization with a, a lot mm -hmm. of leadership levels, probably very top heavy. Also, by the way, mm -hmm. and there yeah. wasn't a lot of uh, discretion allowed in our uh, sort of almost like borderline policing work. It wasn't really clear what our, our real job was, except to maintain order. In what was demon a, place? Yeah, hundred percent. I would call it a, a demon sort of place a terrifying places. world of yeah. different, uh, different. I don't even know, like creatures, but demons that not and the mundanes. It was just very complex. And honestly, mm. I think the the work for one. I don't think yeah. that the the shadow hunters were being paid well enough. Uh, well, we being paid at all. We just got room as shadow hunters. The actors obviously were being paid. No, that's we, not what we we're were claiming paid here that the Disney Corporation didn't pay us. That's not what we're <laughs> claiming in any way. I would no, like no, to work we, for them again. I'm talking about Alec and Jace and Cat. Yeah, and we were not Cat. Clary. Cat <laughs> got paid. Oh, close. Clary. Oh, close. Mm. So, what, what are the what are the shadow hunters? What what's motivates them? Duty, honor. Duty and honor. <laughs> Every time I say duty, Dom can't handle it. <laughs> well, he loses it. It doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> We would say duty. 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 Is that better? We would say duty, darling. Duty. Yes. Duty. duty is much more important to Dom's people than it is duty. to ours. And I, I just I just don't think that duty and honor were an appropriate paycheck. And also <laughs> okay, we were also we've established that they don't have we established they don't have robots. So they're they're also <laughs> mopping the floors. They don't have yeah. robot vacuums. They're mop they're vacuuming. At the end of the yeah, day, I had Alec a whole Lightwood episode where that's takes what I did. off his tie, his sword, 
and he vacuums the entire mm-hmm. the entire institute. Does he? Well, I, mean, I want to watch that. At some episode. point he did. At some yeah, point, yeah. Fact. Like when we were trainees, I'm sure that was our job was to to vacuum. Mm. I shouldn't be doing this motion. Very hierarchical. This is, could be right. anything. <laughs> making a pizza. Lower level. Is that what you're doing? Did we Sorry. have a kitchen? Yeah. Did we have a shadow artist kitchen? kitchen? Do we ever see that? Yeah. Well, nobody else see it. one scene but... where we got to have breakfast for that like was so four fun. hours. It was awesome. It was like pancakes and bacon. God, like Hogwarts. Had... Oh, it was the best. That was the best it was so day. So cool. I had such a good day that, that day. That was such a bizarre moment. It was Although so bizarre. Although we could not keep a straight face though. None of you. No. My bacon was There was delicious. something so strange about having us all sit down and yeah. eat. It was just so strange. Such an out of so out of odd. the box thing, which I again like just one room that we used for almost anything. We used it for weddings. We used it for breakfast apparently, which I had assumed means also lunch and dinner. We used it for training. We used it for fight scenes. We used it for Someone else helped me out because I'm running out of things. I got to seven. I think we, I think we definitely brought a demon onto the planet in that one. Oh, we did summoning. Yes, but practically, yes, we did it in in our studio. But was I always assumed that it was meant to represent different rooms in the institute? Like the breakfast room oh, was not meant to be the yeah, same as the studio. training room. Yeah, it was not to be the same as the wedding room. But we use the same space. But but I I always assumed that it was meant to be different parts of the institute. Which was your favorite room in the institute? So the institute, for those of you who don't know, I like the training room. You like the training room? Yeah, it's pretty. That was also the dining room. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. All the candles and the pillars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. We yeah, that's one we would change up a lot. So uh, I think my favorite room was was uh, Dom's Jace's room. My bedroom was 100% the yeah. coolest. I also like the, the Chinese restaurant. The Chinese restaurant looked so authentic yeah. that at times yeah, I cool. wanted to I wanted to eat there. You could like smell the MSG on your way through. We did once when when Cassie, Cassie Claire came to the set, we brought dim sum into they, uh They brought you guys dim sum. I I mean, you were there. Alec Lightwood was getting in shape. Alec Lightwood was not allowed to eat dim sum at that point. Oh yeah, that didn't last very long. Like we trained really hard, but then and we continued training hard a lot, but like I stopped eating properly. I was going to say. Didn't I definitely was uh, training all the time. Yeah, so was I. No, I, d- yeah, I started I eating potatoes again at one point and pasta. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, well, we I never were... stopped eating potatoes. Yeah. No. no. So what else you got on that docket there? I- I'm-, I'm-, I'm bored of the Institute. I want more. We switched up a little bit, but when you first got to set, you know, we've told you what our first impressions were. But when you first got to set, when you first met all of us, what were your first impressions? What were you most excited to dive into? What met your expectations? What was different than what you thought? You don't Just have give to say who's like... your favorite if you don't want to. I mean, if you do want to. Well, we know it's Dom. One of us, oh, oh, me, well, then you should say it. But if it's not me, then I, I wouldn't worry about it. You don't need to say it. We're not going to force you to say anything you don't want to say. I mean, when I first showed up, I uh, I didn't have a favorite. I thought all of you equally. I'll say this. Look, I mean, it's very obvious that you guys are fishing for compliments here, which is so strange. <laughs> and I... Dom might be. Yeah, I think that it's we can important. cut that out, Diego. We don't need him to say that in this. We can just. Uh, I, I think it's very we're important. Producers that... of this show, we can say whatever we want. I can just cut. I you can, can say cut around. you can say whatever you want, but it's not going to hide the fact that when I first met you, I was I was you know sometimes you go to a restaurant and uh, the uh, the place looks nice, and then they bring out the food, and you're like, well, everything about this, the presentation is fantastic, the way it looks, smells nice too. Dom in particular. I mean, the restaurant. And then the food comes, which is the core element of what a restaurant is supposed to do. And it's just not very good. 
And in terms of in terms of a, what kind of restaurant I'm talking about here, there mm-hmm. are like four restaurants that I met on the first day on set, and uh, the food was pretty good, but it wasn't great. And uh, over time, I think it improved. And then we eventually right. added some other people who were just they were just perfect from the beginning. Chef's kiss, very good. Mm-hmm. I like that the physicality came like into the analogy. That was very I like good. I like these metaphors. Now let's let's talk a little bit about Alec and about this character because Alec. Yeah, let's just had... leave it there. Let's leave it on a negative. Let's leave it on a hypothetical. I negative. loved all of you guys. No, I was very impressed. No, Diego, cut y'all, that out. Too. Y'all seem y'all seem like real nice people, and I was real excited. I was really cut out excited all of the positive people. things that you said and just leave. Thanks, Mike. We can just mute Don's mic right now. What what part of this? You should know. You should all know. If you're listening Mm. to this, there there has never been a a cast of seven mains. Do we have seven mains or eight? Eight. Depending on the time with Alicia, which season it was, that got along better. It's just not. It doesn't happen. Just doesn't happen. People. There's always at least one. Yeah. Exactly. Grab grab seven or eight people. Just off randomly and see how how you part. Have you ever been on a jury before? No. No. Yeah, I would like. They to keep be. getting me, man. I'm telling you, I don't know Do how they? they they find they find me. Like, some I I talk to people. Nobody's ever been on a jury. I've been like I, they get me like three times. I don't even think I've been alive long enough to be on the jury three times. What are the laws about this? They're throwing me on the jury. It feels like I'm a shadow hunter. Do you respond to random emails like when the prince of some country that you've never heard of says you've won? You know, That's not how they get you on jury duty. Are you talking about if the U.S. government sends me a random email? <laughs> tells That's me not how they get you on jury duty. duty. US government is a, the U.S. government's a real thing. Yes, it, it is actually. Yeah, it's yes. not. It's not like in Shadow So remember, th- we're talking about two different <laughs> things. So in this case, I'm not. I'm not driven by duty and honor in in that area, but I do feel a certain level of duty and honor, and that's why I go and I do jury stuff. But I'm starting. Jury duty. I'm starting to get. You know, I'm, it's running a little thin, and they pay you every day. You know, but you know, no, they there's don't. a point. They pay you. Yeah, they do. They pay. Jury duty? They pay. Yeah. Yeah, I think they raise the amount too. I think it's like thirty dollars a day or something. But you know, so that's but that's maybe not enough to really inspire that duty. You need to electrify mm. the soul. You know, you need to really tell me and not and not sort of chastise me. Instead, it has to be look at this honor that is bestowed upon you, and I think they should send you cake. I think they should send you some kind of like a medal. You did a great job at jury duty. Something that really mm-hmm. inspires you. You know, and that's the problem with the Shadowhunter organization is they didn't do enough. Not There weren't enough medals or enough awards. You know, every other awards. military on the planet <laughs> has figured it out. That's There's true. constant awards. They're getting pins all over them. Yeah. They look like pin cushions. I mean, us, yeah. the three of us, never got a single medal. I think we got chastised. We got chastised more than we got medals. Yeah, we just get chastised. We do something good, nothing happens. Do something. We saved the world. The three of us saved the world like eight yeah. different times. We didn't get a single medal, not a single no. one. We also did almost destroy the world a few times. So that's... Is it details? It's like details. A, it's like a balance system. That's what yeah. it is. Like, yeah, we were going to give you a... this, but this has just negated the last six times you guys fucked up. So yeah, I think that actually maybe we would have gotten worse. Well, honestly, <laughs> no. But but that's exactly the case, Dom. Because literally, the Inquisitor Mimi's character after I kill Valentine. It's like, mm. oh, okay, so you killed your dad. Good job. I guess you're not on his side, so we won't, you know, continue to prosecute you. See you later. Oh, there's definitely some nepotism involved in all this. And also, like, for okay. example, at the Kent Institute in Ohio, Ohio, that's where Dom is actually from. Kent. Oh. He always says Kent. Yeah. 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 Or he's from the accent Kentucky. and the house and the backstory is a facade. Yeah. yeah. It's all a facade. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Speaking of awards, you won oh. an award for the show. Oh, did you? Did. Wow, look at that segue. I know. I know. I, I, when it came uh, up, I, I was like, I, I won an award. What was I it? Won, uh, I won. I won. Uh, I won the uh, Teen the, Choice the, Award for Breakout Star in 2016. Teen Choice, and then I won. Uh, I won the uh, the best male sci-fi actor. Or whatever. You won two. Sci-fi That's right. Show. That's right. In like 2018. Wow. Yeah, like two. Yeah. Yeah, I ha- yeah. I have the surfboards. Yeah. You got two surfboards. I hear you can use them. You can. They're amazing. I have one. We have one when we won for the show. They're actually incredible. Mm. I've got two in that are in storage right now because I don't know what to do with them. They're in storage. Oh, um, cut them in half and use them as shelves. That's brilliant. That is brilliant, Dom. Cut them which direction? Obviously, long ways. Well, you can cut them vertically. That way, yeah, yeah, yeah. That way, you can just <laughs> stick them on the wall, and they're nice little thin bookshelves. Cut them which way? Cut them into tiny little strips like this, you psycho. <laughs> you know, you know how there's like there used to be these tests at school with like ERB tests. Yeah, I don't know what they used to call them, depending on the state you're in, and they'd be like logic problems like IQ on there, basically trying and, to yeah, basically yeah, trying to yeah, determine yeah. Are these kids capable of learning stuff. The answer is always no. <laughs> it wasn't my case, and at least. Yeah. The uh, the thing is, is that for actors, they should have this every year to continue on, and like it should be things like, if you receive a Teen Choice Award, which way would you cut it to turn it into shelves, <laughs> and yeah. things like that. I don't know. Oh, you know. I've missed you, Matt. I've missed you. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. 
Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. on this other tangent i'm gonna reel you both back yes. in i'm gonna i'm gonna pull okay. pull the surfboard back into shore okay and uh let's talk about alec a little bit because alec had a huge growth and a huge development throughout the show mm-hmm. and changed a lot as a character um and went through a Good. lot as a character and so first through third season did you have any favorite kind of moments or favorite things that you got to do as an actor with alec that that you look fondly upon or you know oh. scenes that were your favorite or something. I think that after the after the first season, we had a fundamental shift in the way that the show was run, and uh, there was a effort to adjust how the storylines mm-hmm. proceeded. And sometimes it went to more of a dark place. There was things that were more there was uh, things became more serious. I think. I think in the first season there was a kind of lighthearted quality at times, almost like fun was the primary focus. Did you get yeah. that sense at all? There was things that were kind of yeah, fun. Of course. Of course, it was yeah. it was pretty intense. But then it started to be like, okay. And then there were times in the second and third season, especially for the Jace character, uh, yeah. that were quite unpleasant. And I think that Alec had a lot of that as well. But Alec, luckily, got a, uh, a really nice story arc where he has a, a sort of a, a he starts off kind of uh, unpleasant and negative, And then he grows from there. Whereas I think that, you know, like Jace started off all, cocky and, and happy and then he got broken and yeah. uh he never recovered which was great mm-hmm. to see and um <laughs> wow i think that and clary you know uh, what happened to you at the end clary i lost my memories i got punished you, lost your memories. you got punished yeah yeah deserved 100%. you know i think that alec really if you, if you look at it i got to be this character that had a, had a really nice trajectory and it ends with him getting married and getting out of the game Getting out of yeah. this place doesn't pay well enough. That demands yeah. duty and honor from you, but doesn't respect you. That doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't respect your fundamental rights. Doesn't. Res- no. It doesn't respect who you are. And that's the problem with the whole. Cl- what is the organization called? The Clave. The Clave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the name is sinister. Sinister name. <laughs> and and the whole organization is run by a bunch of authoritarian. Somewhat, I don't even know. Stuck to an ideology from the past. Some kind of mm. vaguely. Vaguely, I don't even know. It's like a myth-based 
religious society with a, a sort of a dictator type quality to it. I'm not really sure how it all works. Yeah, it does have it does have some sort of Geneva Convention like yeah. aspects to it. You know what I mean? What was our one called? There was like a there was after the uprising. There was like a they the, did, accords. The, the accords. The, the accords. accords. Yeah. They yeah. Did the accords. The accords. Yeah. 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 It sounds like it sounds like what they're trying to do is control a group of people and tell them how to live their lives. And frankly, I'm not about it. I'm not for it. And I, I don't like I don't like what it implies. So by the end, due to the valiant attempts of all of us to uh, to fight against this 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 evil organization, who is the real bad guy in this film, by the way, I just want to make this show. It's not yeah. the demons. The demons were fine. They were just chilling. They're doing their thing. They're from hell. You, know, you say just because they're from hell, they're bad. It's ridiculous. It's an absurd no. comment. You don't know anything about Look hell. Look at my brother. Also, Look at Jonathan. He wasn't yeah, that exactly. bad. No, he wasn't bad. What are you talking he was, about? He was absolutely evil. Was, he was misunderstood. He Wrong. was made, well, okay, he was injected with demon blood and then made yeah. to be evil because he was tortured for 10 years yeah. in hell. He so, hung me. Know, never really had a Just, chance. You remember? He hung me on the bridge. Yeah. He hung me. Right. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, but that's true. But, you know, but you were, you also became a, a demon creature and killed some people. Well, my fault. Well, so did I. I, so I did beheaded. You. So did you. So it's did not you. your fault when you get. When you get uh, taken over by a demon and kill someone, he wasn't taken over by a demon and uh, a demon and kill it's someone. True. No, then how is it? How is fault. it his fault? It wasn't Alex's fault. He wasn't taken over by a demon. How, what, what happened to him? He was he was raised badly. Oh, Jonathan. So is it his fault? How do we apply fault? He had input. He had negative input. How can we apply? I mean, I'd be heading any someone. level of fault to any of these these characters. We can't apply fault from their birth. We can apply fault to their to the things they've done. We can say these things yeah. are wrong. Yeah. But ultimately, yeah. at the core of it, is that the clave is an evil organization. Are we going to get into the nature nurture argument? Is that what's happening here? A little bit. No, no, no. We're not. We're, I'm not getting into the more the moralistic things like that. I'm just saying that the clave is an evil organization, mm. hell bent on controlling its its underpaid, if paid at all. We are servants. and very often understaffed as well. While it, while Heavily we're on the topic, understaffed. Heavily understaffed. Yeah. Heavily understaffed. Because, because you can't get new staff if you're just demanding duty and honor as the primary motivation for work. Yeah. But what that led to was some really oh, so, right, fun. Sorry. Yes, hold on. You're right. Sorry. Alex, as his character, fought against that, uh, that organization, marries mm-hmm. the love of his life, mm-hmm. yeah. the lovely Magnus, Magnus. making the, the lovely couple Malik. His, his best friend has died at one point, came back, and then the Clary person, all these terrible things happening. But he, in the end, gets married and he gets out. He gets out, moves, out, done. No more clave, all done. And then they break it up from the inside. They turn it into just a normal uh, semi-hands-on, you know, democratic environment where people get voted in, kind of. This is what you think happened. This is your, like, we get asked this a lot, obviously. Like, what do you think happened after this? And my response is always the same. It's a bit of a cop-out, but it's like, well, it's interesting for us to give this back to the audience. You know, if a a thousand people watch it, a thousand people are going to have a different idea of what happened with the continuation of this story because it's all hypothetical and it's up to you and how you relate to the characters and so on. So your interpretation of that potentially is you Trojan-horsed into the system to take it down from the inside. Yes, correct. It didn't like take it down in sort of like a revolutionary way. It just slowly sort of dismantled the parts that were keeping this kind of structure mm-hmm. upright, you know? Yeah. And so you take a little part, you take out this position, oh, make this position elected, and then you get some uh, other organizations to sort of 
uh, control the the nature of that electorate and, and all that. And then you start paying people more and doing all that. And before you know it, the whole thing falls apart and uh, the, the demons aren't turn out they're not actually bad. Because, you know, you ever seen the show Galaxy Quest? No. The movie, you know? Yeah. yeah. So the, the historical documents. Best are, movie ever made. The show that this these, these yeah. fellows are on. And uh, ours are like historical documents. They're they're designed to present a, a, a story that's not entirely true. The enemies are, are demons and all that, but it's just, it's all heightened. And in fact, none of it was actually that. What an interesting concept. Like if aliens are watching this right now somewhere in a distant galaxy or maybe on the distant edge of our galaxy, who knows, with no context, they're watching this and who do they think are the good guys versus the bad guys? Because we do, we do some messed up stuff. And do, the, and do they view this as a propaganda film? But there's a, there's a major problem in your whole statement here is that uh, the show's only been on, on the air for seven years, right? Light, that light hasn't even reached the edge of the solar system, I don't think. That's true. I mean, we weren't sending the information via light, are we? Light is radiation. Radiation yeah. travels the speed of light. So Yeah, no, I understand. Oh, okay. So, our so maybe the, maybe the aliens travel. on Neptune, though, because Neptune is just packed full of aliens. Anyway. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I, think that, we know. I think that in this case, it's, it's, it's important to recognize that maybe the world we've been presented in the show Shadowhunters is, uh, is really just sort of a propagandized show created by an organization that is fundamentally evil, the Clave. <laughs> and we were servants of that empire. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. You heard it here, folks. All right, bud. Well, it's uh, been a pleasure. Um, see you soon. <laughs> no, we have more. But uh, but no, let's say let's say this. Like you know, yes, it was the what something that we always love talking about on the show is that the good guys weren't necessarily the good guys, and the bad guys weren't necessarily the mm. bad guys. And what that led to were some you know very interesting relationships and friendships along the way. For example, you know, Jace and Alec who were parabatai mm. and that, you mm. know, you got to explore that relationship and Alec and Clary who were often at odds, but because they cared about and wanted the same things, they just came from very different perspectives and very different upbringings. And it was, it was, I loved exploring, you know, uh, seeing your two relationship develop and get explored in different and tested in different ways in the show. And then mm. we often got put together on the show and it was always, it was a, it was a fun balance to play between this kind of love hate friendship. Uh, look, we had, like you said, we had shared goals, right? Yeah. Yeah, we wanted, well, sometimes. You sometimes. wanted to keep Jace alive because you thought he was he's cute. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to keep him alive because he was my a bond closer than brotherhood. I mean, something incomprehensible. And you were just trying to basically, Clary was trying to take Jace from Alec. And I mean, obviously. I wanted to share him. You, I didn't want to take him. There was no, you were not. I don't think you would have shared. I can share. I, I, you cannot. I didn't feel shared. You didn't. You didn't feel shared. Thank mm -hmm. you, Jess, for this information. Mm -hmm. I felt like Alec got a very small piece of the pie. Okay. But then it turned out that you guys couldn't be together. How yeah. Come? Yeah. For a bit. Well, we thought yeah. we were siblings for a minute. Yeah. Oh, you did, but you weren't. Yeah. yeah. No. Mm -hmm. No. Did you know in the books that that goes on for like three books? Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. I know. And Isn't that crazy? Sometimes. Yeah, that's uh, probably not for the best. Here's the thing, though. In the end, uh, you guys end up in a good, sort of good situation. And I actually, okay, at yeah. the ending, right? So I liked, J Alec ended up liking Claria because shared goals, right? Yeah. It's very clear. They both We, we they understood both wanted, each other. Yeah. We trusted uh, each know, other by the end. Yes. I, yeah. I was not concerned that you'd turn code on us and, and do something crazy. I, I was yeah. more concerned that you'd get into some mischief because sometimes you would have your own little goals and ways of doing things like raising demons that shouldn't be raised. I don't know what raised. you're talking about. 
Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He's my brother. Yeah, he was. Briefly. Sorry. And then he wasn't. No, the end. other guy was. Oh, the other guy. Oh, the, the demon guy. I think yeah, you raised yeah, more yeah. than just one demon. We're doing demons all yeah, the time. Yeah, I think so too. I'm trying to remember as well. I think you raised a whole bunch of demons. Yeah. I don't know. I brought my dad back and then killed him again. <sighs> Maybe it was like a bloodlust. Maybe we were raising him because there weren't enough demons for us to slaughter. Yeah. And so we would be like, oh, we need to, you know. And that's- <laughs> we used to talk about this. Like, do you remember we would talk about we during these like board sessions when we were just like sat around the round table and we'd be like, okay, cool. So what happens? Shadowhunters, zombie apocalypse. What happens? How do we how do we function here? Like these were honestly some of the best slash worst ideas that we've ever had on set. <laughs> was dealing with how like Jason, Alec, and Clary would deal with these like extraneous situations. Yeah. Like, what didn't we go into this whole one where this was like a psychotic break that four friends had had, and they just live in this abandoned church together and pretend to fight <laughs> demons with like sticks? Oh my. That, yeah, I think that show. one was just you. Yeah. I don't think you was ever that shared me? that you one. You know, with that us. would be a very interesting. Uh, that would be an interesting way to. Uh, what's that thing where people go into the Narnia, whatever? Narnia. But yeah. There's no closet that they go into, and there's oh, no the language in the wardrobe. Yeah. And, yeah, they just and instead they're just still in the same place, just sort of dreaming. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's a that's a good possibility, but it does reveal a little bit about themselves because they are exceedingly violent. That's one yeah, thing about our culture. It's a very martial society. Mm. Like Starship Troopers a little bit. Mm-hmm. Definitely feels like Starship Troopers. Very mm. Starship Troopers. You're right. What was yeah. the nature of the question you asked? There? I have no I idea. I was talking about the relationships on the show, but oh, relationships you on touched show. on it. The yeah. biggest, arguably the biggest and most beloved relationship on the show is Malik. And Dom mm. and I talk about this literally every episode. We talk yeah. about the incredible work that you and Harry did on the show for so many years, making this relationship that felt so honest and so well-structured and so uh, arguably the healthiest relationship on the entire series. Certainly the healthiest. Yeah, Kat brings that up a lot. It's very true, which is very true, but also a little hurtful as 50% of the relationship that she was in. (laughs) I'm not talking about anything except structure of the story and how they communicate. Jason Clary had a lovely relationship, but they don't communicate at all. Right, true. Didn't you also have a relationship with somebody else? Simon. Oh, Simon. she did, yeah. With Simon. A little bit. Sebastian for a hot minute. Sebastian. Yeah. Isn't he? Who was my he brother is in brother. disguise. Brother, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's That's a whole thing. Time. So anyway, yeah. I think that the uh, it's very clear. Malik was definitely the best relationship on the show. And that's 100. due to people putting a lot of time and effort into it. I think that ultimately also having the tremendous support from fans also mm-hmm. really helped sort of guide now i i don't think that generally shows should listen to fans when it comes to making decisions about characters and things like that and i'm not saying that our show did however there was some element of this that did matter deeply to fans and people who watched the show and it was seemed to be a unanimous kind of position Mm. and it seemed to be very very widespread so there was a certain level of, okay, what are people looking for and what do people really want here? And what would if what would cause somebody an enormous amount of distress to see? So we tried to avoid things that were maybe like, for example, false to create drama. And instead you want to create a kind of a storyline that feeds in without sort of false moments of, uh, of destruction or, or, or fear about that relationship. And I think that they handled that very well. And I think that also the arc ended up working very well. So we saw a little bit of the 
of Magnus's dark side and things that he's dealing with as this immortal, uh, ultra powerful uh, being. And we saw a little bit of Alex's growth as a very human individual who has happens to have certain superpowers. And I think that by working through those on the show, as they worked with those together, which we saw a lot of, but they they worked, they kind of you know they worked on each other's issues and they talked to each other, they communicated. That made it a very real relationship and also really justified their love for each other, which was more than just uh, some kind of faded thing. Although you can call it fate if you want to. I don't know. Depends on your opinion. But it was it was justified. It was yeah, justified love that grew over an appropriate period of time. We saw them grow together, understand each other, and then finally get fucking married. Get fucking married. Yeah. Well, and they weren't without their problems. They weren't without their back and forth. Agreed. Yeah. And that but they worked through it and it was good. Yeah. But we should yeah. also talk about the time frame. We do talk about the time frame a lot on this show. So that we is fair. covered less than a month in all of the seasons. If you look at the actual time frame of what happened and when it happened, it happened within a month. Oh, I think that I, ca- I I calculated this once. It wasn't a month. I, I think it was, it was maybe three in total. I think at oh, the point that months? you and I are at, we're we're about halfway through season two right now. Yeah. So we it's been about a month for us, but I think in total it's it's about three months because there's one three point months. it jumps a week, and there's one point like there's certain things that happen. But mm. I th- I think you're right, Matt. I think it was like three three and a half months in total. Yeah, I mean, uh, when you know, you know. That always happens. That's like on Breaking Bad. It was like Breaking Bad was only nine months or something or eight months, which is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, it just happens. You know, you just have to sort of take it as you see it. Time is a time is a construct. These shows. We made it up. It is. It's a construct. We, we made, made it, it up. Made it. Humans made it up. The we aliens exactly. watching on Neptune, they're like, we don't care because we have a different no. version of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Their, days longer, them their, days, their days will be much longer, right? True love knows no time. You know, you got an 800-something-year-old warlock and a 20-something-year-old shadow hunter. Love knows no time. Hey, there's a certain point at which, you know what I've noticed about getting older, which I I stopped doing, like, I stopped that, like, six years ago. Oh, yeah, you just quit aging. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't for it. But one of the things I noticed (laughs) about it was that there is a point at which you sign it just just kind of the same, right? And it's actually interesting, like, humans don't really have the capacity to really evolve themselves all that far. You get to a certain point, and then you start degrading. And for, yeah. you know, some people like Dom, it starts when they're 12. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, I haven't hit that degrading part yet. Kat, mm. yeah. same as you, I think, probably. I don't know. I, but, I, so funny. I, I, I think I so think. much of what you do is degrading. Oh, God. You just but, the Dom with the jokes today. <laughs> On top of Dom it. Dom is yeah. like a stand-up comedian today. Goodness gracious. Hey, I mean, I'm laying them on thick here without, without even giving... I, I'm sorry for what I'm doing today. I, Matt, I'm sorry. Never I just really don't be. This has been, honestly, this has been, Thank we've you. done so little work here. This has been the easiest guest thus we've far. We've been awaiting your arrival for we've so We've done a ton much. of work. What are you talking about? This is, this is work. No, Kat and I have done hey, no yeah, work. With you we've done work. no work. We've just. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Very good. I'm not even mad. That's very good. I mean, you did get paid to hang out with us for like five years, and now you just have to do it for free. And you're like, uh. Oh wait, yeah. You know, it's not just wait, duty damn. and honor that drives this friendship. You know? Stop it. I need to be Honestly, paid for it. I'm gonna pee my pants. You gotta stop. Like, I think it's really <laughs> funny. Maybe you shouldn't sit in that chair, then, Dom. Yeah, I shouldn't sit in this chair. I don't think it's been scotch guarded. Sit on a towel. <laughs> I what did I want to say? I wanted to say something about uh, the the something about the time show of uh, the time the show went on Love for a knows while time. oh right so anyway you get to a certain age and you sort of stop progressing and i think that 
that you can learn new things, but you're still the person you were at some point. And I know people say this, like sometimes yeah. like some people are stuck at a certain age. Magnus is the same way. Like, I don't really have a problem. It's like, we can't apply the same sort of sense of age and uh, understanding when somebody is of a certain age and then somebody's 850, you know, not a problem we're gonna have to deal with in the real yeah. world. But if Magnus, let's say Magnus is an immortal being a thousand years old. Right, when someone's immortal, yeah. Well, and also doesn't have a concept of mortality, right? Like, so it's not, he's a, almost a thousand years old. But oh, in theory, infantilize him a little bit. Yeah, it would keep him kind of as a child right. because you don't, without yeah. the fear of death, you don't have that constant sort of understanding. Also, the fact that you're not aging so that you don't have the visible and, and physical factors of age. So really, he's sort of stuck mm. as this young man. So he never really matures in that way. And you can tell that Magnus is not somebody who's of unbelievable wisdom. He's of a certain level of wisdom, but he still struggles with mm -hmm. things that still haunt him yeah. from the past. He's not. Oh, I see. Like he's not entirely omnipotent. He, yeah, he still has right. like unresolved. He still has issues that need to be faced and challenged. Yeah, yeah I see. he's right. still he still has the emotional capacities of a mortal yeah, being, yes. even though he's immortal. Yes, yeah. mm. and it's it's kind of interesting. It, it's it's sort of it's strange. You know, you meet people of a certain age, and their 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 wisdom seems to come from a sense of fatalism that this is there's an end coming soon, and that gives them a tremendous sense of calm and peace, or sometimes not because, but they recognize a kind of acceptance of their of their fate, acceptance of their humanity. And when mm. you're young, you don't really have that. And sometimes you need humans. Sometimes need that like shown to them. And sometimes it's freeing, yeah. and sometimes it creates a tremendous no, sense I don't of fear. Think sometimes, like, what are the two things you're born afraid of? The dark and falling, right? Like the two things that are oh, innately we're afraid of as children that. is right. the dark and falling. Like, because you can have that sense of like being dropped is scary, right? Right. right. You have that concept of gravity. I think those are the two things you're born being scared of. So you don't, you're not born with a concept of mortality. You're not born with a concept of no. a, a finite end to this existence that you have. It has to be taught. It has to be learned. That makes uh, sense. No, but but in the end, Matt, you of all people are timeless to us. Oh, and thank you. And That's, completely legendary. What a button. Thank you. Uh, but, what you know, button. thank you so much for coming on with us today. And we we just adore you. And we talk about your incredible work and the the joy that you brought both on and off screen to us during the show so thank you for that and you know what as long since because uh i was so insufferable on this i just want to say i think it's great that you guys did this podcast i think it's really cool i think it's uh I, fans seem to love it and I, I i listened to some of them and i know that you've mentioned that fans seem to really enjoy it and i think that's really great the show was really a amazing experience something really cool and it's something that i'm not sure with the nature of tv anymore will Something like that. I'm not sure really where that will come around again. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it was very, very, it was very cool to be a part of that. And uh, I hope that people continue to watch Shadow Honors going into the future. And people who've never even heard of it in ten years, they hear of it and they say, "Hey, what's this show?" They check it out, and maybe it means something to them. Maybe they like it. Maybe it's important to them. So that'd be great. It's nice. Shadow Honors is a is a it great is thing. Nice. Yeah. A nice thing. As a, it's a perfect way to bring this to an end matt thank you so much for joining us we know people have been clambering at the bit to try and get you on here us included um yep. so thank you so much for taking some time out of your day and, Means and a lot. sharing some stories with us we love you buddy all right thank you guys love ya love ya bye 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 
Return to the Shadows is hosted and executive produced by me, Dominic Sherwood, and Catherine McNamara. Our executive producer is Ling Lee. Our senior producers are Liz Hayes and Diego Tapia. Our producer is Hannah Harris and Kristen Vermilia. And our intern is Sam Katz. Original music by Alex Kinsey, performed by Alex Kinsey and Catherine McNamara. And the episode was mixed by Seth Alansky. Friends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.